Welcome to the Compliance Plus Ethics Equals Integrity podcast, featuring Barry Dunn, healthcare practice group professionals, and expert guests discussing their insights into contemporary as well as perennial healthcare regulatory, revenue integrity, general compliance, and risk management topics. I'm Regina Alexander, Director of Independent Review Organization Services. I'm joined for this episode by Barry Dunn Healthcare Practice Group Senior Manager, Mary Dows. In this episode, we are discussing sliding fee discount programs and the challenges FQHCs experience complying with HRSA requirements. Before we get into our discussion, a quick disclaimer. The content we discuss in this podcast is based on our professional experience advising healthcare providers, facilities, and other organizations engaging Barry Dunn for independent review organization, revenue integrity, government program compliance, and credentialing support services. While we may reference specific government programs, Medicare and Medicaid policies, and regulatory guidance, we do not speak for CMS, the HHS OCR, the HHS OIG, DOJ, or any other government agency or contractor, nor do we have the authority to do so. Nothing in this podcast should be considered legal advice. Anyone seeking legal advice on the subjects we discuss should consult with their attorney. So let's get into it. Mary, thanks for taking the time to join the podcast. Before we dive too deeply into the topic of sliding fee discount programs, can you share a bit about your background and the types of client engagements you're involved with at Barry Dunn? Absolutely. Thank you, Regina. I'm a CPA and have been working solely with FQHCs for over 20 years. I specialize in the audit, reimbursement, and consulting services specific to FQHCs. Great. I asked you to join the podcast um, because of some conversations you and I have had regarding sliding fee discount programs and my questions as a compliance professional about how that is similar or dissimilar to the type of consulting that I do regarding um, helping clients develop policies and procedures uh, for charity care and for, um, it's a big compliance issue. Uh, if you're waiving Medicare and Medicaid cost sharing without some kind of uh, policy procedure or, you know, standard. So I thought it'd be interesting if you could explain to our audience what a sliding fee schedule is and, and everything that a compliance officer might be interested in. Well, maybe not everything, but as much as we can cram in in about 10 to 15 minutes. So if you don't mind taking a step back in the FQHC world, what is a sliding fee schedule? A sliding fee schedule is a schedule of discounts that is applied to a health center's fee schedule and adjusts the fee based off of a patient's ability to pay. Okay, so that sounds pretty straightforward, um, but how do FQHCs even determine when patients are eligible? Eligibility is determined based off of a patient's income. Patients that have an income less than 200% of poverty, as defined by the federal poverty guidelines, adjusted for family size, are eligible for discounts under the Health Center Sliding Fee Discount Program. The lower the percentage, the greater the discount. Insurance status doesn't impact a patient's eligibility. 
Okay. So insurance status, so they can, the, the patient can have other coverage, but they're still eligible for, to participate in a sliding fee schedule is what I'm hearing you say. Yes. It's based solely on income level and family size. HRSA does not allow any other determinations in the eligibility. Okay. So this is why this was confusing to me a little bit when we first started talking about it, because when you're dealing with non-FQHC or non-HRSA regulated functions, you have to be really careful about either violating a commercial payer contract or Medicare inducement uh, restrictions when you waive cost sharing outside of the of, of that regulation. So, I'm curious, Mary. Though, which services is an FQHC required to develop a sliding fee schedule? Is it every service? Is it just medical services? Some FQHCs offer a very wide variety, including dental. Any service in which the health center bills for has to be discounted. The only exclusions that are allowed are supply costs. So that would be vaccines, drugs, um, dentures under a dental program. Basically, if there's a standard charge in the health center or the contractor, so like a lab that you contract with, 340B pharmacies that you contract with, all of those services are supposed to be discounted. Okay. So it sounds, again, it sounds different than what um, compliance professionals may need to monitor in your just your typical medical practice or our clinic environment at the FQHC with the sliding fee discount schedule. But we had had a great discussion recently regarding operational and technical challenges that FQHCs experience while even implementing a sliding fee schedule program that is compliant with HRSA requirements. Um, could you share a little bit about that and some, some examples of, of why something that seems so straightforward would be difficult to operationalize and comply with? Well, since every service has to be discounted, a lot of health centers do provide various levels of service. You have medical, dental, behavioral health, some have in-house pharmacies, all of those require to have discounts. The cost of services and the charges associated with those services are different from program to program. So the program starts to get much more complex when you have multiple sliding fee discount schedules. A lot of the EMRs cannot handle multiple schedules. Additionally, we often see health centers include both a percentage discount and flat fees. When you have a combination of the two, again, you get into the situation where the EMRs can't handle that variety and a lot of manual overrides or calculations gets involved and that's where there's a lot of opportunity for error. The best way to combat that is to basically keep it simple. You can have multiple schedules for your different programs but either select a percentage across the board or do a flat fee. The the more simple you have your structure, the easier it is to maintain compliance. Well, I, I love that you said that because it's a common uh, refrain uh, that I tell our clients and uh, when I present to uh, professional organizations that um, whenever, wherever there's complexity, there's compliance risk. 
because it sounds like it, it would be hard if you're relying on your EHR to manage that. So I'd like to propose a what if, Mary, if you'll indulge me for a minute. Say I'm a compliance officer in an organization that includes an FQHC or I'm new to being a compliance officer in an FQHC and I'm not really familiar with the ins and outs of the sliding fee discount program. I just know that my organization, it's a big deal that we have to comply with the HRSA regs on this. And I'm trying to come up with my annual compliance work plan of things I want to do internally to make sure uh, we're compliant, right? So Mary, what are a few activities a compliance officer could engage in to, to audit their own uh, sliding fee discount program? The first thing a compliance officer would want to do is to select a sample of patient applications and review the family size and the income levels and ensure that the patient was awarded the appropriate discount level. Then the compliance officer would want to go to the charts for those patients and review a sample of actual visits that were provided and billed and review to ensure that the discount that was provided to the patient matched the income category that they qualified for, that they did not get uh, either a greater discount or a lesser discount. So Mary, again, let's suppose I'm a compliance officer of the uh, FQHC site, and now I know that I should probably have um, sliding fee discount programs. I'm aware of it. It's on my work plan. But I've got a whole bunch of uh, priorities and, and risks, and I'm trying to rank them. Could you explain a little bit um, what outside forces may influence um, how I assess this risk? There are actually two external forces that matter in terms of compliance with the sliding fee discount program. The first is HRSA. As part of your HRSA site review, HRSA is going to review your sliding fee discount policies as well as review a sample of patients to ensure the discounts were appropriately applied to the patient balances. However, you get to choose which patients they review. The second is your financial auditors. As part of the uniform guidance audit, your auditors are going to randomly select a sample of patients and test the compliance with the program and that the discounts were appropriately applied to the patient balances. Again, the auditor does the selection of those patients. You don't get to choose. Wow, Mary. I, I know there's a lot of us out in the audience here, myself included, that it's pretty surprising that the entity gets to pick for the government reviewer that comes in, but your outside auditors they actually randomly select it. So it sounds like this is, you know, something still um, that is a risk that a compliance officer does need to pay attention to and does need to have some level of um, oversight over, I guess it's dependent on the other risks that are in their work plan where they, where they place that. Um, so my, my final question to you is, so whether it's my outside auditors that have found an issue or HRSA has done a site visit and there's some recommendations or it's my own internal audit, when it comes to sliding fee discount programs um, and it's I found a problem, where am I typically going to find it and how, how hard is it to remediate? You're going to find errors everywhere in the program. If there, if there are control issues or policy issues or training issues, it's going to be in any element. It's going to be in the 
incompleted patient applications, income levels or family size is not matching the federal poverty guidelines. The discount applied to a patient balance is not the correct discount, either due to the complexity of your schedule, manual override, manual calculations. The biggest thing to think about is that once you identify an issue, is it systematic? Is it a one-off issue? What is the primary cause? And then going in and remediating that cause, whether it's fixing your policy because your policy is not explicit enough, training the patient navigators or the folks that are working with the patients and completing the applications, making sure that your sliding fee discount team has the appropriate or the most recent sliding fee discount schedule so that they can do the matching and looking up and making sure that the appropriate discount is provided to the patients. And then if, you're, if your schedule is too complex, see if you have the opportunity to simplify it. That's great, Mary, because we're back to what I love to say, whether there's complexity, there is risk. So with that, I'm sure we could talk about this for hours more, and I think we have actually in the past. So I'd like to thank you for sharing your expertise today. And I'm certain our listeners will want to know more about this topic. So we will link a few resources in the episode description, along with your contact information. With that said, we've reached the conclusion of our discussion. On behalf of myself and Mary, we thank you for listening to this episode of Barry Dunn's Healthcare Insights, Compliance plus Ethics equals Integrity podcast. We do welcome listener questions and feedback about the ideas we discussed in this episode, as well as suggestions for topics we should consider developing for future episodes. Music